Value is a hard thing to nail down. People will tell you that something is worth whatever someone else is willing to pay for it. So what something's value is can change. A year ago, you could have bought a sheet of plywood for around $13. Today, that price has surged well over 40. I don't fully understand everything about Bitcoin, but I know enough to know that I can't afford one. Its value is volatile and it's digital. And so people fear that the bottom will drop out of it. I heard about a man who auctioned off an invisible sculpture the other day. It sold for $18,000. It's invisible and it's made of nothing. Here's a quote from the artist. It's a work that asks you to activate the power of the imagination. Salvador Guru said about his sculpture. So yeah, value can be tricky. What something's worth can be hard to quantify. We hope the core values at White Oak are not so mysterious, not so hard to understand. At White Oak, we have an updated list of things that we value, the things that are core to who we are. These are the actions and the attitudes that we believe will fuel the culture we're trying to create at White Oak. These are not the only things that we value, but these are five things that we want to be known for, five things that we want lived out, not just in our church, but in our leaders and in the lives of our people. Last week, we kicked off this series with our first core value, generosity. If you missed it, you can check it out on our website. Just a quick reminder, our five core values are generosity, community, authenticity, multiplication, and fun. Healthy culture in an organization or a church doesn't happen by accident. It's intentional. We believe that these five things lived out in us will fuel a healthy, growing culture that we long for here at White Oak. Jesus tells a parable about value. He compares the kingdom of heaven to a valuable pearl. Take a look at Matthew chapter 13. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for a fine pearl. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything that he had and bought it. Jesus says that the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. First, why would someone sell everything they own to buy something else? It only makes sense if what they are buying is more valuable than what they have. Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is so valuable. It's worth so much that you should sell everything that you have in order to purchase it. Liquidate everything, he says. Don't miss this chance. The kingdom Jesus is talking about is his kingdom. It's right here and right now, and it's worth giving up everything else to be a part of. See, when you elevate something, when you value something, it means it comes first. It means you say no to other things so that you can focus on the thing of value. Last week, we focused on generosity, and this week, we turn our attention to community. These are not random words we drew out of a hat. These are actions and attitudes that we see Jesus placing value on in Scripture. Today, we're going to talk about the core value of community. 
Our big idea is together we are more. Together we're more. It's a simple concept. It's one that you might not need much convincing on, but every single day we have people trying to do it alone. Well-intended people who, for whatever reason, think they're better by themselves, or they don't want to be a burden to those around them. So they go it alone. We have some who community comes easy for, and others who have to work at it. And in a time when we have been isolated and when drawn, for many, the idea of emerging from that isolation can be painful. In Genesis, as we read the story of how God created the world, there's this rhythm of God creating and then recognizing that it was good. But in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, God says, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And everything God did, it was good. But when God saw that man was alone, he said, It was not good. We were not created to be alone. We were created for community. Today, we'll use a passage of scripture from the book of Acts to establish our core value of community. Early in the year, we did an entire series on the book of Acts. It's a history of the very first Christians who gathered starting in Jerusalem after Jesus ascended back into heaven after his resurrection. One of the signatures of these first Jesus followers was community. Several times the book of Acts records these beautiful depictions of a vibrant community gathered to worship God and share the good news of Jesus. So in Acts chapter 2, there's this catalyst event that takes place. The good news of who Jesus is was shared for the first time after his death and resurrection to a crowd of people. Over 3,000 people are baptized and the New Testament church as we know it is born. In the aftermath of that amazing event, Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, captures a picture of how these first believers lived. Take a look. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I don't care how many times I read that how many times I share that passage with others. It still gets me. I think it's the simplicity of it. So as we continue this morning, we're going to pull several things from this passage. An important thing for us is not to romanticize this account and wish for simpler times. It's not to become skeptical and announce that things can never return to that. It's to take a deep look and see just what they did to create this. And when we talk about having a growing, healthy culture at White Oak, and I read Acts chapter 2, 42 through 47, that's the vision of culture I have. Is it obtainable? I don't know. But by looking at how they lived and what they valued, we can take steps to draw closer to the community that's described in Scripture. 
So let's look together at some of the actions that the early church took to create community. The passage describes four things that they devoted themselves to. I love that word, devoted. It reminds me of our theme this series, Values. Here Luke describes four things that mattered most to the early Christians. Things that brought them together. Together we are more. Let's take a look. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. This community devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Now the apostles were the men chosen and empowered by the Holy Spirit to lead this new Jesus movement. They had spent three years following Jesus and were now inspired by God to give instructions on how Jesus' followers were to live. This community was devoted to their words because they saw this teaching as coming directly from God. Today, we use scripture. We have the recorded words of the New Testament. This community was so new that they were getting their teaching straight from the source. As a community of believers, we too should be devoted to the word of God. It is at the core of what bonds us together. They devoted themselves to fellowship. I grew up in a church that had a fellowship hall. It was basically a big carpeted gym. In my church's context, the primary vision for the room was to host giant pitch-in meals where everyone from the church could gather together and eat. Maybe you grew up in a church where fellowship basically meant eating together. I'll tell you, they weren't wrong. Sharing a table with someone Sharing a meal with someone is an intimate event. In the days Jesus walked the earth, the people you allowed at your table said a lot about you. Jesus was often criticized for who he chose to eat with, who he chose to fellowship with. Some of my fondest memories are from that giant room, eating food and running around and causing chaos on a Sunday night. Fellowship, for me, simply means time. Spending time together, in-person time, talking, eating, recreating, doing life together. It is what makes community happen. Today, it could be a back deck, a fire pit, a coffee shop, a dinner table, gathering together with people to share life. They devoted themselves to the breaking of bread. Breaking bread is mentioned twice in this passage. It's believed that one represented the normal eating of meals together like we talked about in fellowship, while this one, the breaking of bread, is a reference to communion. They were devoted to honoring the remembrance that Jesus established on the night of his arrest. Jesus gave us two symbols to use to remember his sacrifice, bread representing his body and juice representing his blood. In church, it's always struck me how our time of communion is often seen as a very private moment, a time for me to reflect individually on the significance of Jesus' death. But it was established as something we do together. It is a community action. We gather together to remember. Let's not lose sight of the power we have united together. Next time you pause for communion, Look around and be reminded that you are surrounded by a community that remembers together. They devoted themselves to prayer. Much like communion, 
Prayer can seem like a solo act, but there is something very uniting when we realize that we are praying together in unison towards the same things. Not only is prayer an action of community, it is also a trait that draws us together, a shared life experience. So yes, prayer is done in community, but when done individually, it is a shared value that connects the individuals. You're devoted to prayer. I'm devoted to prayer. We have that in common, and we are closer because of it. Prayer is important because it is a reliance upon God. When as a community we share that mindset, we are stronger. It becomes less about individuals, but a collective understanding that God is in control. So these early Christians devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. It was these four things that bonded them together. They formed a new community based on these actions. If we do the same, if we as a church would be devoting ourselves to these actions and these attitudes like this, we become better. Together, we are more. Let's look at verse 46. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. I love this verse. Every day. Community for them was not just about Sundays. If your only experience with your church community is on Sunday mornings, you are missing out on real community. They met together. They ate together in their homes. I believe we have three types of people here today. We have people who are living this. You found community, and this sounds like your life. We have those who feel like you're too busy, and you don't have time for that kind of community. And we have those who desperately want that kind of community, but they can't find it. I know it can be hard. For some, community doesn't come easy. You feel like everyone has an invitation but you. You feel like community is a puzzle and you just can't solve it. A few things here. If you feel too busy or like community is not your thing, let me tell you that you are missing out. Together, we are more. We are not created to be alone. We have to expand our circles. Will you look for ways to connect with others in community? If you can't find community, I'm sorry that that's been your experience. Don't give up. I know that summer may not be the best time to get connected or plugged in, but please reach out. You can email me, ksmith at thewocc.com, and we can begin the conversation. Are you serving? Serving is a great way to make connections and to meet other people. Are you in a life group? The best community that you can find inside of a church is being connected in a life group. Now, if you're in community and you've found people to do life with here, would you consider seeking someone new out and helping connect them? I know that a simple invitation can make the difference in someone's life. Okay, I know we jumped around a bit, but I wanted to save verse 44 for last. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Here we go. They had everything in common. Do you think that's true? 
that they have everything in common. Now, I'm not here trying to cast doubt on Scripture. More to look closely so that we can get a clear view of what Luke is trying to tell us. We know that when this church was formed, that over 3,000 people joined on that first day. We also know that they all spoke many different languages and came from diverse backgrounds. So did they have everything in common? Or did they have everything in common that mattered? Look, we live in a polarizing time. I don't know that as a church we will ever have everything in common. It's kind of what I love about White Oak, the diversity. I believe that there are things that we can disagree on and still be united. Our worship leader, Zach, and my daughter, Olivia, pull all the cheese off their pizza before eating it. I think that's a crime, and I will never be on board with that senseless destruction of pizza. But I still love them both. We've lost the art of disagreement. It's okay that we don't agree on everything. As a community, we should agree on what matters most. Ultimately, it's love that unites us. We don't always vote the same. We don't believe the same things about masks or vaccines. And we allow that to divide us. I believe with all my heart that this early church had diversity, but that they were united on the things that brought them together the worship of God, and the surrender to Lord Jesus. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and His love is made complete in us. That's 1 John 4, 12. Unity in love. The world will look at our community and we will have a chance to show them God through the way that we love one another. At the end of the Acts 2 passage, Luke records that the Lord continued to add to their numbers daily. This community was growing. It was growing because the outside world saw something beautiful in how they lived. The world looked at what they valued and people wanted to be a part of it. That's the dream we have, that people in Coleraine and Ross would see our White Oak Christian Church community and say, I want that. Maybe they don't even know what it is but it's so attractive, so full of hope that they want it. Ultimately, it opens the door for us to share that what they long for, what they're drawn to, is Jesus. White Oak has a list of five things that we want to elevate, five actions and attitudes that we want to live out in order to draw people to Jesus. Their generosity, community, authenticity, multiplication, and fun. Will you commit to joining us in living these things out in your life? Today, will you recognize that community is essential? One last time, allow this description of this early church community to inspire you to be more. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor 
of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Today, we offer an opportunity for you to find real community. If you've never chosen to follow Jesus or you simply have not found real community with a group of other believers, please reach out to me so that we can talk. You can email me at ksmith at thewocc.com. A lot of us call White Oak home, but we have not been living in community. Together, we are more. Will you look for ways to connect with others and experience life-changing community with those around you? We were never created to be alone. Will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for the community that we have to gather with. Thank you for the church. God, help us to live out these values, to live out these actions and attitudes in our lives so that others may be drawn to your son. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.